come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And welcome to this episode. We are going to be talking all about Aruba today. And I'm not going to sing the song. I'm not going to do it. I was literally singing it in my head and I was about to sing it. And then you said you weren't going to sing it. So then I didn't sing it. Well, it's confusing because then you got to talk about Jamaica and, all. you know, it's just... We're but not, we're not doing that. No, we're not going to do that. So we're going to be talking about Aruba because... One, it's it's a really cool port, and two, because we're going to be hopefully going there in October. So we want to cover Aruba, and uh, we'll get into that in a second, but real quick, I want to thank our patrons. Just take a minute to thank them. We, uh, we got to hang out with some of them this last week, and we're going to make that a regular thing. So if you are a patron of this podcast, one of the things you can look forward to in, uh, in the coming weeks is... And uh, that is hanging out with us on Zoom. We played a little Jackbox and hung out. And um, yeah. So it was, was a lot of fun. It was a ton of fun. I'm not sure why we didn't think of this sooner. I don't either. I actually don't either. And we were going to do this a while ago. And we'll probably do this with um, non-patrons too from time to time. But if you're a patron, you're always going to get more and first dibs. But uh, we, we were going to do it and then Zoom kind of change their policy back to limiting time and I don't know but there's workarounds for that and uh it it was it was worth it for sure so I hope everybody is doing good out there we are you know on I don't know week 137 of quarantine is that that's right isn't it 137 feels like it (laughs) which is which doesn't feel much different than week two because I don't even know what time is anymore but I do know that things are starting to open up, and hopefully that's a good thing, and hopefully, you know, we'll be out doing stuff. I know we've been looking at getting in the water and doing some scuba diving, Woo-woo. and that, that could maybe happen in the near weekends if all goes well. So, oh, that sounds marvelous. Yes, we're, we're scoping it out. We're going to get in the water, get under the water, and have some scuba fun. So as I mentioned, we are going to be talking about Aruba today, which is part of the ABC Islands. Z, they all say Bonbini. Anyway, uh, that's Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao. And uh, we are going to be going to all three of those in October. You know, God willing and the crick don't rise. And so we wanted to cover it. And of course, there's a lot to do in Aruba and there's a lot to cover in Aruba. And we're not going to be able to cover all of it. But we're going to, so just, just to give you a little heads up of, of what this is going to be. So if you're listening, you're not like, you're forgetting this, you're forgetting that. Well, look, we're going to give you our perspective of how we are scoping out Aruba. So basically, we're doing a little bit of independent research. We also asked you guys uh, your opinions on Aruba. And we're going to mostly rely on what is offered through Carnival. And then we will probably take it a little further in, in some cases I have only been to Aruba one time ever, and I was barely there, really. I mean, I was there, but I was out on the water almost the entire time. So I didn't really see a lot of Aruba itself, but uh, but I did have a really good excursion experience. And, and Kimbra, 
You've been there how many times? I've been there a total of zero times. Exactly. So, you know, no matter what, whenever we get to Aruba, it's going to be your best visit so far. Probably. And also your worst visit so far. But I feel like... That's a negative way to look at that. It is. It's like, is the glass half full or is it half empty? I feel like Aruba is going to be a glass half full for you. I know it's a glass half full for me. And it's probably a glass half full for a lot of people. It is a very popular island. It's down in the Southern Caribbean. So when you are booking a cruise, a lot of times if it's a Caribbean cruise, they will kind of break them up into Western Caribbean, Eastern Caribbean, and Southern Caribbean. When they're talking Southern Caribbean, it's often including these ABC islands or at least one or two of them, maybe a few others that are further down South as well. But Aruba itself, is is really far south and it's a little bit more west than the other southern caribbean islands other than uh curacao and bonaire obviously but because those are they're like right next to each other basically they're very very close they're also very close to south america and very close to venezuela in fact it's only about 17 miles north of venezuela so you know it's really close to the mainland of south america Pretty cool. Now, Aruba is an independent country in the Kingdom of the Netherlands, has a population of around 100,000, and the island is about 21 miles long and has an area of about 75 square miles. So it's, a, it's not a huge island, but it's a decent-sized island. One of the other things that is interesting about Aruba that separates it from most of the Caribbean, excluding the other ABC islands, because they're like this as well, is it has a, a different ecosystem, a different climate. It is in an area that misses the hurricanes. So that's a plus if you're going there like we are in October, which is hurricane season. As long as we can make it down there, we'll be okay because it's it's where the, the way the winds blow and the currents flow, basically everything just moves north of the ABC islands. So it's extraordinarily rare that they would ever get a hurricane that blows through there. Now they do get gusty winds. That place is known for being windy. Okay, so um, expect that. Like if you're if you're going there and you're you're looking at your weather app, watching it, every day is just about every day is going to be like windy, 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 windy. And so yeah, it's a windy place. But um, but the ecosystem there is more arid. It's more of a desert type of habitat, whereas a lot of the Caribbean islands are more tropical or subtropical. This one is really like desert. So there's, there's, you know, different types of succulents and stuff there. And the fauna and flora is looks just looks a little different. You still have palm trees and stuff. It's a beautiful, beautiful island. But just know that it has got a little bit different feel than some other spots in the Caribbean. Now, another thing you should know about Aruba right off the bat is that all three of the ABC islands, including including Aruba, they they speak several different languages. So they speak Dutch, they speak Spanish, and they speak their their sort of official language is usually considered something called Papiamentu. Papiamentu is sort of a combination of Creole and Spanish and Dutch. It's it's a it's only found really in these three islands. And, uh, and so most people there will be able to speak English, but you'll hear these words. So if you guys listen to me on YouTube, on this, on this podcast, on the other podcast I did, you know that I always say Bonbini, which I should be saying Bonbini to be more pronunciation accurate. But 
that basically means welcome in Papiamentu. So there, there's some words that you'll see. Dushi, you'll see that everywhere, which basically means good. And uh, it's, you know, it's just an, an adjective describing whatever they're talking about. So, you know, it could be food. It could be different things. Uh, and there's other terms that you'll see or hear, I should say, quite often. And that's sort of the, I think, one of the appeals of these islands is they, they really feel different. They really feel like they are set apart. You know, some of the Caribbean islands feel very similar to one another, and, and it's a wonderful feeling. But, um, but I, don't, I can't speak for Bonaire because I have not been there at all yet. But I assume it's probably like Curacao and Aruba in that as soon as you're there, you just you know where you are. Like there's, it's just very distinct type of place, which is really, really cool. Now, when you cruise to Aruba, the cruise terminal, the cruise port is going to be on sort of, it's the south side of the island. Now, Aruba doesn't sit like, it's it's a long island, longer than it is, like not round or square or anything like that. And so it sits on sort of an angle. If you're thinking of like a north-south type thing, it sort of, sort of leans on um, maybe like a, a 45 degree angle going where the highest point being at the west and the, and the furthest east point being on the south. If that makes sense to you out there. But anyway, uh, Uranstad, which I think I'm saying correctly, is Aranyastad. the Aranyastad, which I now think I'm saying correctly, is is the downtown area, and that is right where the cruise port is. And uh, I was trying to figure out how to say it, and then obviously I, I blew it. But um, I also saw that a lot of people call it uh, Ostad or something like that, or, or they just call it downtown. I also found out that it means the orange city, which is kind of cool, right? So anyway, that's where you're going to pull into port. And when you get there, you're basically going to get off of the ship and you're going to find a little building that has some stores in it. Uh, it's it's sort of a, a metal aluminum feeling building. And then there at the end of it, there's a place where you meet a lot of your tour operators. And uh, it's, it's, not a, it's not a big, luxurious shopping area like you see in some other cruise ports but there are some stores there 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 is a little bit of stuff there but realistically if you're going to Aruba you're going to have to get outside of the port area to do anything at all there's no beach there it's not super touristy other than these shops so and i recommend that you do that because there's so much to do so what we're going to do is we're going to start by looking at what is available to us on our cruise as far as excursions go? And we'll kind of go over these and talk about what we think about those. So to start, we jumped into Carnival's website and clicked on the excursions um, that are available for our cruise and filtered for Aruba because that's, of course, where we're looking. Um, we thought we'd start with um, some of the different sightseeing options. So you can sightsee anywhere from um, the open air buses, um, Kook. What is it? Cuckoo. Cuckoo Canuku. Yeah. I uh, rode on that bus. There's uh, Jeep safaris. There's um, UTV tours. There's walking tours. There's horsebacks. Wait a minute. Let's, let's just tell people because we had to look it up. UTVs, they're, they're like, if you're not sure what they are, because we didn't. I mean, we saw the picture. They look like, they're, I guess they're not ATVs, but they're they're like little dune buggy. They're not dune buggies. They're like. I don't know. I guess they're I guess they're UTVs. People probably like Matt. They're called UTVs. Get with the program. The utility terrain vehicle. Yeah, the little four wheel drive things. Yeah, like little. If you're into that, then they got it. Yeah, they, they've got that for you. Jeeps. Did you say Jeeps? 
horses. Yeah, yeah, jeeps, horses, segways. Um, there's walking. There's buses. So there's all different varieties of how you can like go around and tour and see the island. Let me tell you though. Let me just plug the cuckoo canoe because that's how when when I did my excursion there, that's how we got back from the beach to the ship. And uh, I wasn't super excited about riding on a an open air bus. I just you know I was kind of excited to see whatever I could see of Aruba on the way back. But this bus ride was epic. Like it was um, so fun. Like I've never experienced that much pleasure on a bus ride. It, it was they were cranking the music, they were singing. The bus driver was just hilarious, and I mean it got everybody was was moving. You'd think it was Madagascar because they were like, I like to move it, move it. <laughs> but it was, it was crazy. It was it was insane. So definitely a fun way to explore. And like that one has a lot of them have like a beach break. There's like a butterfly place. There's uh, this place called Natural Bridge, which is now called, I think, like Baby Natural Bridge. Or something yeah, like there, that. W- there was another one that was bigger. And this this one that they have available now is like a smaller version, but it was like made by like the waves pushing up against the rock and it turned it into a bridge. And the, and the original, the bigger one, I don't know if it was the original, but it was the bigger one was actually destroyed by waves during a hurricane in the mid two thousands. So, um, so they do occasionally get hurricanes in there, but it's just extremely rare. So, yeah. So that, so that's one thing you can do is you can, if you, if you want to explore the Island, see lots of different things, those are probably the options that you would look for. I don't think that's what, I don't know. I mean, that might be what we do because we're going to obviously be diving in Bonaire. And I don't know. I really like to see a lot of Curacao. I don't know what we're going to do yet. That's kind of why we're doing this episode, but uh, to help us to determine what we're going to do. But I do know if you check out Griffin Alyssa's YouTube channel, they have several videos from their trip to Aruba and you can see some of the, they did like a, an all-terrain vehicle, utility terrain, whatever it is, those things. And, uh, and, and they got a lot of good footage of the, of the land. They, they've got the baby natural bridge and all, all kinds of stuff. So check them out if you want to see some good footage of that. Now we do have some people going with us that may be interested in going shopping in Aruba. Okay. And one of the cool things about Aruba is that, well, all the ABC islands, when you cruise to these places, because they're so close to one another, if you're visiting two or three of them, a lot of times you'll get a long stay or a stay into the evening. And we're actually getting that for both Bonaire and Aruba. We're going to stay until late. So one, it kind of gives you an extended day to do excursions. It also gives you a chance to see the, the island at night. So that means that there might be time to do multiple things which is really, really cool. I wish more ports were like that. So, all right, but but look, we are, Kimber and I are probably not going to spend a lot of time shopping. So we, you know, we want to be in the water, under the water, or in looking for flamingos or something. So, uh, or, or those really cool blue spotted lizards. But anyway. Oh, I want to see one of those. I know, right? Those are on all three islands. So we'll have to scope that out and see what our best chances to see those are griffin Alyssa saw those too in their in their video that's how i found out about them actually so let's let's start with two adventures that if you are interested in seeing under the water and you're not comfortable getting in the water not even a snorkel well there are two really exciting opportunities for you in aruba the first of them is uh, on the carnival site is called aruba by land and sea 
And basically what you're doing is you're you're getting on a boat and it's a glass bottom boat. Kimber, have you ever been on a glass bottom boat? I have not. Have you? I have. I've done it in the Florida Keys and you kind of go below deck and this one says you sit about five feet below the surface of the water and you have windows that you can look through. Now it says glass bottom. Really the the hull, the whole hull of the boat is not glass. It's usually you kind of sit in this little, um, I don't know, dip in the bottom and then there's glass windows on the side so you can see out. But the visibility is pretty good. I mean, honestly, seeing directly below you probably wouldn't be that advantageous. But that's been my experience with these. And from the pictures I'm seeing, it looks like that's what's going on here. Now, a word of caution that I will tell you, uh, glass bottom boats are notorious for making people feel a little seasick. So if you are susceptible to, to uh, seasickness, you might want to skip this or take some Dramamine or something like that to, to make sure that you have a good experience. This one, though, will take you by the Antilla, which is a German freighter that was sunk in the right, right after World War II. And uh, I have actually snorkeled on that. We'll talk about that later on. It's a, it's a pretty cool thing to see. I don't know how well you can see it from just five feet below the surface, but you'd be able to see a little bit of it. And they, I'm sure they take you to some shallower spots as well. So that's kind of a cool opportunity. And right now it's 75 bucks basically for adults and 64 kids. Okay, Matt, let me tell you about this other one though. Yes. So the other one that's available is a submarine, which is really cool because it's like actually a submarine that goes under the water. Like a legit submarine. Like a legit yeah. submarine. Yeah. It actually, it goes to the depths of like 130 feet. Which is crazy. That's so cool. When we scuba dive, technically we could go to 130 feet. Really, we should have advanced, which I do have advanced open water to do that. But there's a lot you have to kind of take into consideration if you're diving to those depths. And most scuba diving is not going to be that deep unless you're getting into like tech diving and stuff. Most of the time you're looking at a maximum depth in the Caribbean of about 80 feet in my experience. But if you wrecks and stuff, you may go deeper, but that's cool. Like that's a great way for you to get 130 feet under the water. Yeah. So cool. I, I'd be tempted to do that just because I don't know when I'm ever going to dive that deep. You never know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I might sometime, but not any time in the very near future. So, uh, so this submarine, uh, it is U.S. Coast Guard um, and Earth Check certified. I don't know what Earth Check certified means, but U.S. Coast Guard, I know what that means. So it should be very a very safe experience. And um, you get to go by a bunch of sunken shipwrecks and coral and all kinds of stuff. Sounds awesome. I don't know what the nausea factor is in a submarine. I don't, because I've never been in one, but <laughs> at least not one that was actually going anywhere. So uh, I don't know about that. You might want to pack the Dramamine if you are going to do that, if you're susceptible to seasickness, just to be on the safe side. That one will run you, what will that one run you, about 100 bucks? Yeah, 100 for adults and uh, uh, 80 for children. And it looks like it's about a 50-minute dive. So Yeah, so that's a really good one to do and then be able to definitely do something else during the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's another thing. If you're going to one of these places and you're like, ah, oh, what am I going to do? And you want to do multiple things, 
then maybe look and see, you know, wherever you're booking it through, whether you're booking it through the, the cruise or you're booking it through an independent place, which, by the way, we are kind of looking at cruise-specific stuff. But the reality is, because we're there so long, this is one of the, and it's not a very big island, this is one of the places I would definitely feel very comfortable doing a um, doing an excursion that is not through the cruise company. Because you can a lot of times you can save money, sometimes you can get smaller groups of people, sometimes you can get a better experience that way and save you a couple bucks. But this one, let's see if it has the time on here. It says it's a, about an hour and uh, 45 minutes, it looks like. And it's got a departure time of 10 a.m. Now, I don't remember exactly what time we're going to be in Aruba, but I know we're going to be there until well into the evening. So if this is only like a couple hours, it starts at 10, you're done by noon, you get off, you have time to eat lunch, you have time to go do a bunch of other stuff. So let's focus on the next leg, or should I say fin, of, uh, of underwater exploration where you actually get in the water but stay at the surface unless you can free dive down and that is snorkeling and there are several snorkeling adventures available 12 actually come up if you filter through it although I don't think there's actually 12 a couple other things popped in there that aren't snorkeling and some snorkeling experience are not the same as others some are more focused on the snorkeling some snorkeling is sort of a secondary thing that you can do for a minute so depending on what you want to do in Aruba, this is really for any Caribbean port, um, you really want to look into it. If you are really wanting to snorkel, you know, a lot of places will say they're snorkeling, but watch some YouTube videos, look at some reviews, and make sure that it is truly a snorkeling location. So let's start with the first one on our list, which is the all-inclusive sail away snorkel by pirate ship. Pirate ship. Arr, yes, pirate ship. Now, this one I know Griffin Alyssa has done, and um, I've seen a lot of videos on this one. Para DJ's done this one. Do they go on the pirate ship? Yeah. Did they? Okay. Yeah, that was, that was one of their their. That's things. right. They just didn't... There's like a rope swing you can do. Yeah. And so, yeah, so pretty cool. Uh, this one run you right now, it's it's priced at $110 for adults, 100 for children, and... Um, Basically, it takes you to, it says three different snorkeling sites. So that's cool. One of them is the Antilla, which is that freighter that I'm, I'll talk about in some detail in a little bit. And then I'm, I'm assuming that the other two are just shallow reefs. I don't think it says two specifically, but I do know that when I did my excursion, uh, it was on a catamaran, and we did the Antilla, and we did a reef, and I saw the pirate ship, I believe it both locations so i think that's what you're looking at there cool yeah so that sounds pretty cool and it says all inclusive um it, it looks like let's see if there's i think there's a, a welcome drink is served for you to enjoy um open bar open oh, so okay. on the way open back bar. you'll be treated to an open bar ah. and a delicious warm lunch there you go so that sounds like a really good deal and i think in the video we saw it was barbecue which is what i had when I did mine, and it was really good barbecue, and they they serve those. They probably serve you several different types of drinks, but you know, don't miss out on the Aruba Arriba, because that's a that's a pretty good drink, and it's a local local beverage that you can get there. Anything else you want to say about this one, Kimbra? Um, I see it. <laughs> it's about four <laughs> hours, uh, so it's a it's a four hour one, and um, and on, now this is our cruise specifically, but it's probably typically like this. Um, it's, it starts at 9 a.m. So, 
you know, again, you're going to have time in the evening, late afternoon to do more stuff. Pretty cool. All right, let's move on to the next one. The next one is De Palm Island and Snorkel Day Pass. Now, first of all, I want to say we didn't get a whole lot of, of responses for our request for Aruba stuff. Uh, but one we did, maybe the only one we got that wasn't just people saying, I love Aruba, including our friend Tommy Casabona from Always Be Booked chimed in there. And I know he's got a whole podcast about Aruba. So if you want Tommy's perspective, uh, he covers some different stuff. Definitely check out that episode of his podcast. But we had Andrew who said that uh, he really likes his daughter, especially likes De Palm Island. So there's some fun snorkeling spots there. And it's the only place he's ever seen a box fish, which is pretty cool. And he said everybody's really, really friendly. And if, uh, let's see, if you can get early enough, let's see, the residents are exceedingly friendly. And if you can get in early enough to get some puffered, puff, I don't know what, I don't know what he's saying there. Puffered it. Um, I don't have it up. <laughs> I, I don't know what that word is. I, give me a minute. I will look. Anyway, he also says, well, she's looking for that. He also says if you have any spare Marriott points, um, you can book a room for the day at the Renaissance Aruba. It has a private island with a nice beach and flamingos wandering the beach. And, I, and he included a photograph of a flamingo wandering the beach. That's pretty cool. That is one of the things I've never seen in the wild are flamingos. I've seen them in zoos and stuff, but never in the wild. So that is one of my goals is to, to do that. Did you get to that post yet? Um, I see it. I don't know what it is, so I'm looking it up. <laughs> um, it's a traditional Dutch batter treat. Oh. So it's um, it's a food thing. Okay. Let's see. Resembling small fluffy pancakes. Okay. Interesting. So they're like little things. All right. So some kind of local cuisine that Andrew is giving a thumbs up to, and now I... Must try that, too, if I can find them when we're down there. Very cool. We also had Ian from Australia who said Aruba is one of his favorite Caribbean ports. But then again, it's his only Caribbean port. <laughs> so, and yes, Ian, it is in the Caribbean. It's just southern Caribbean. He was wondering if it's technically the Caribbean. It is technically yeah. the Caribbean. So, But this this excursion seems really cool, actually. It's, um, it's like 20 minutes from the port. So it says a 15-minute bus ride and a five-minute ferry ride. Um, to the, the lagoon um, you get to spend three hours there water beach it looks like they've got a little play area um, lounge chairs showers changing rooms alcoholic beverages and soft drinks are included and a lunch buffet so it's kind of oh and they also have flamingos okay there you go yeah so now here's here's what i'm wondering about though it looks cool. It looks like a great place to go with the kids. It looks like a good, like, all-inclusive kind of spot. Kind of reminds me of what you would get at, say, uh, um, maybe like a an, like an island, like a cruise island, um, or Mr. Sancho's, something like that. I don't know if it's it's looks a little bit more family friendly. Like they got like a nice playground. What I'm a little confused about though is it says it's six-hour duration, but it says it's a 15-minute bus ride and a five-minute ferry ride. So that if I'm doing my math right, that's 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back. Okay, let's give them 10 minutes for boarding and stuff each way. So let's say that's an hour and then three hours there. That's four hours. Where are your other two hours? It's a really good question. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where it is. But anyway, um, it, it looks like a cool spot. And that island is like 
south of Aruba, just like like a barrier island that's really close to the port, like it says. I, I did look it up before I saw this. So yeah, 120 bucks per person. This could be a good place if you have kids or if you have just family members. Some of them want to snorkel, some of them don't. This might be the spot for you. They have human foosball. They have what? Human foosball. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Is there a picture of that? Yeah. There is? Yeah. Let me see this picture of this. Oh, I see the buffet. Oh, oh. I see it. Yeah. So, okay. So if you if you can imagine, if you will, um, a small fenced area with poles <laughs> going across and there's people hanging on these poles. So, and it looks like there's a soccer ball being yeah that's incredibly hilarious there's there's one person oh it looks like you hold on to these little things and you can slide back and forth on the poles like you can you know like oh, you yeah. can slide them back and forth because there's a goalie that that is fun i might actually do okay at, i'm not really very good at sports in general but i'm really bad at foosball for whatever reason i just never could get to hang a foosball but maybe i could do that <laughs> one a little bit more it takes different kind of coordination <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Aruba's douchey sale and snorkel with lunch. So here we go. We got another snorkel with lunch included. It's $89.99, 90 bucks for the adults, 70 bucks for the children. And you go to three different places for snorkeling. It's five and a half hours. Okay, five and a half hours. That's pretty good. Uh, you get comfortable and spacious areas to walk around. Um, let's see if we can tell what kind of vessel this is the vessel offers comfortable and spacious areas to walk around but that doesn't tell me what the vessel is open bar there's a picture of it here it looks like it is looks like it's maybe a catamaran but a smaller catamaran yeah it's very colorful it is very pretty uh so yeah so that could be an interesting one um it doesn't say what the snorkeling sites are but it sounds like it's going to be a a party sale with with three different snorkel spots. Now, if just let you know, if you go on one of these snorkeling excursions and you're going for the drinks, they usually won't break out the alcohol until all the snorkeling is over. So just be aware of that. That's a safety thing. So if you're going to drink, you may want to do one that doesn't have as much snorkeling or you may want to do one that doesn't have any snorkeling. <laughs> but if you're going to snorkel, then it can be a lot of fun to unwind on the way back and have a have a couple cocktails and and uh, enjoy talking about what you just experienced. All right, what's next? Next, we have the Sail Away Snorkel and Beach Cruise. This one is $105 for adults, $80 for the children. This is a more traditional-looking catamaran, and it says, enjoy snailing. That's very slow sailing is snailing. Uh, Snorkeling and beach combing, as well as a delicious barbecue lunch. That seems to be the theme here, barbecue lunches and um spacious catamaran you go to uh, one of the shallow reefs featuring coral heads and a variety of tropical fish and you will go to this may be the one i did and you will go to the antilla which is that world war ii german freighter and then you'll go to the pelican pier this is definitely what i did where a delicious barbecue awaits you and they will break out the the drinks on the way there and once you get there so i can tell you about this one because i did it and it was amazing i had a blast and i before this i was not i was kind of almost anti-catamaran because i felt like you were paying extra money to go on a catamaran and and then i'm like i don't really care to be on a catamaran that much 
Well, this changed my mind because uh, I went for the snorkeling, which was which was good, but what really stood out to me was the the fun atmosphere that the crew put on for us on the catamaran. We were all dancing and singing, and I don't usually do that too much in that situation, but but I was going, and uh, and the snorkeling, I will say the Antilla is maybe not a great snorkel unless you are comfortable free diving down about 20, 30 feet. Uh, otherwise, it's not a lot to look at from the surface unless you luck out and get a really clear day. But uh, but the other snorkeling is good, and that's going to be pretty shallow reef snorkel, really easy to do. So Was that, it real crowded? Um, so that's the other thing. Okay, when we were there, it was really windy, and my mom had been getting kind of sick on the ship from the just being nauseous and stuff, I think. And so I looked at this catamaran. It was so windy and it was just crowded. Like everybody was packed in there. There was no place to sit. And I almost called it. I was like so worried because I knew my mom wasn't going to snorkel in this particular scenario. I was so worried about it that I was like, let's just not even do this. I don't want her stuck on this boat feeling miserable. Well, when we got on the boat, um, once we got going and then they opened up like the deck area and people spread out and then it was, it did not feel crowded at all. Like there was plenty of space once they just can't open that up right away. They got to go over their coast guard stuff and all that s- sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It's five hour tour. And the way it worked for us is we sailed, snorkeled, went to the beach. And then when we were done, we got on that that uh, that fun open air bus and went back to the ship. So it was a lot of fun. One thing I will say, and and this is anywhere at all, but especially in Aruba, um, they were serving those drinks to us when we got to the beach, which was great, but they were serving them in plastic cups, which I, I get that they're doing that. But the problem is in the water of the beach, I, I must have stepped on 50 plastic cups in the water. Like people were just drinking and just dropping them in the, in the water at the beach. Don't do that. That is the American version of douchey. So, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to be in one of these places, please don't add to the plastic in the ocean, especially in such an intentional way. It, it really, it really aggravated me and just made me sick to my stomach that it was like that. But uh, other than that, it was an, an absolutely remarkable experience. All right. right, What's next? Let's see what we got here. We have the reef snorkel with open bar. So there's a lot of these options. They're very similar. This one's going to run you 70 bucks for adults, 65 for kids. This is a three hour tour. So beware. Three hour tour. Exactly. Exactly. This one might be a little bit more kid friendly or less comfortable in the water friendly. It says you're going to go along the west coast, which is kind of the south coast of Bermuda. Enjoy the scenery, white powdery beaches, and go to shallow a shallow reef. Um, ten feet. Up to ten feet. Yeah. yeah. So so this is a probably a good one for you get complimentary drinks and music. This is probably a little bit more friendly to people who aren't as comfortable in the water. If you have kids, uh, this may be the one you want to do. Unless your kids are like me when I was a kid. In that case, take them to the Antilla. But yeah. So this this yeah, one it looks, looks like the the open air bus takes you back on this one too. There you go. So you know it's probably just a a shorter, little less expensive. Uh, you're basically you're skipping the 
you're skipping the Antilla and you're you're on more of a of a standard. It almost looks like one of the one of the water taxis instead of like a catamaran or something. But it's got a, a downstairs and an upstairs on on the boat, so it looks pretty good. It, it also looks like it's run by the same company because I'm seeing this Pelican Adventures on this one as well. So that makes sense because it's the I think it said the Pelican Pier. So yeah, so there's that. And then we've got the VIP cruise and snorkel with lunch. Now this one is on what looks like maybe a, a like a sailboat or something. This um, looks let's see. a little more swanky. Yeah. This looks like a sailboat. And this one's 120 for adults, 110 for the kids. And uh, your VIP adventure begins on board a custom-built 115-foot wooden schooner as soon as your friendly representative greets you on the pier. Okay. Enjoy a welcome tropical juice as the boat navigates to explore the west coast of the island. So they're all exploring the same areas. A lot of them are going to go to the same reefs and maybe the Antilla. And you're going to go to Arashi Bay. Once the boat anchors, take a dip in the crystal clear water, snorkel with professional equipment. <laughs> take your own mask, people. And explore <laughs> the tropical fish and marine wildlife swimming around you. You will also have the opportunity to try snuba. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. With experienced guys. It doesn't say it's extra. So snuba is basically where you have a regulator that you breathe through like you would with a scuba tank, but it's hooked to a hose that's hooked to a flotation at the surface, which has... A, an air compressor, so it's an it's a surface provided, there's another word for that, a surface supplied air supply, not to be confused with that band from the Australia in the 80s, but um, you are limited in depth, which is good because that's why you have to take scuba classes to be able to go deeper because there's things you need to know, but, uh, but it is kind of probably a fun way to explore underwater if you are not a scuba certified individual. Interesting. All you can eat grilled lunch prepared by a local chef. So this, look, this is um, this is a one-stop snorkel with the option to snuba, and it's on a nice-looking schooner. Um, it's a four-hour trip, and it looks like it's just, like it says, it's a VIP, so it's going to be a little bit nicer experience. If you're looking for a little bit more luxury, a little bit more class, you know, there's a picture of some nice, like, um, padded seating to sit on and it just it looks fancy it looks fancy if if you're looking for more relaxation angle this may be the one for you huh that's really cool and for being vip the price isn't that much higher than some of those other options that's true yeah i don't know what the minimum amount of people however be. there is a review here that says there were over 60 people on oh. this tour so that may i don't know. take the vip out of it <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, there's reviews for all these, and um, wh whatever you decide to do, once you, wh wh the way the way that I do this is I look at these excursions. I usually start with a carnival or whatever cruise line I'm going on. I start with those. I figure out what looks the best to me, what looks like the most fun to me. I narrow it down to maybe a few things. I look at the reviews. I take them with a grain of salt, but, you know, I look at the overall review picture and then I go and do independent research outside of the cruise website and I look on I look for videos because videos, you know, are worth so much more than just a, a write up. Somebody writes a paragraph of talking about it. And then if I don't feel like it's a great price or I feel like it's maybe too crowded, I start looking for 
maybe non-cruise ship line excursions. So that's my process of, of finding things to do on these islands. Um, yeah. All right. Next up is the 4x4 Natural Pool Swim and Snorkel Safari. So this one, you're going on these sort of off-road safari trucks. And uh, so you're going to have a limited amount of people on that. It looks like it can seat maybe maybe Three, six, four, six, eight. six people, eight people, something like that. Uh, you're going to see some of the, the natural desert area. You're going to a natural pool in Arakok National Park. And I think that Griff and Alyssa visited this in their video. I think they did, too. Those windows look familiar. Oh, yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, and there's the... Oh, there's the bridge. The And also the Bush, Bashiribana Gold Mills ru, Mill Ruins, which they did that as well. So it's kind of... They don't have Mayan ruins here, but they do have these old ruins that you can explore. And it uh, looks like you also go by a California lighthouse. So, you know, look, this is a three-and-a-half-hour tour. It's $105.99, $106 per person. There's a minimum age of eight years old. Uh, so... The thing with this one is, this is what I'm talking about. If you are, if you want to snorkel, if that's your primary interest, this is not the tour for you. I'm guessing that this is a tour for people who just want to snorkel for a few minutes somewhere. You know, this is, this is focused on doing all these other things as well. So uh, if, if you want to do that, then this may be a good option for you. Good, good, good. All right. And then it looks like we have one more. What is it? It's the Aruba Party Tour by Land and Sea. Ooh, and it sounds shows, like a party. It's this Pelican Adventures company, and it shows a big bus. So it says that you will, uh, maybe that's the bus. I don't know. I feel like I was on that, that kooky, kooky one or whatever. <laughs> uh, one of our open-air Caribbean style, I don't know what, Caribbean style, I guess it's open air. They're really colorfully painted and stuff. Buses will pick you up at the cruise ship terminal for an hour island tour where you will visit important landmarks such as the California Lighthouse, the Alto Vista Chapel, that's a famous old church that is on the island, the Casabari Rock Formations, which I don't know if those are the um, bridges or not. Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And then after the island tour, you'll be taken to the famous Palm Beach where you'll enjoy some beach time and have the opportunity to participate in one of our beach games, soak up the sun on our beach loungers, try out one of our famous cocktails. I don't know that they're, it doesn't say they're included though, and <laughs> set the mood with some fun and interactive entertainment. After the beach, you'll board a motorized catamaran where the fun continues. While we cruise along the West Coast and enjoy cold refreshments from our open bar, bask in the scenic delights at our island coastlines. Nowhere in this description does it mention snorkeling. Sure but doesn't. Maybe on the beach? Maybe. Here's the thing, though, okay? That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. For and $65. It is it is $65. It's also only three and a half hours long. Yeah, that's going to feel like you're like, go, go, go. You're going to be on a whirlwind, I, I would guess. So um, I, I didn't look at the, at the reviews, but... Um, They're not the best yeah so so yeah so i so that may be if you're just looking for a quick tour and you just want to see everything for a minute if you have a really short attention span that may be the tour for you it's it's fairly inexpensive uh and you do get to do a lot in a 
just in a short amount of time. Okay, so that is all of the snorkeling ones. And now we're gonna move to going under the water, not in a submarine. And let's start here with this one that is called the Sea Trek and De Palm Island Adventure. So that's like one of those helmet dive things is what this one is, right? Yes, and De, De Palm Island, again, is the place that uh, Andrew recommended and that other one goes to. This one's $158, and it is the it is the helmet. So if you've seen people do this, you basically wear these big, heavy helmets with a big glass front. You look like you're in the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea movie. <laughs> you're connected to a surface-supplied air system and basically you're walking around there's a railing you hold on to um, and the helmets are really heavy they have to be because otherwise you would float okay so you you get in the helmets they, they sink you down to the to the bottom uh, I think they're kind of pressurized so I don't think you have to worry about well I know you don't have to worry mm. about like clearing your ears I say you wouldn't be able to in no, this not unless you can do the wiggle your jaw method uh, you go to about 20 feet underwater, which is probably about as safe as you can go with this sort of diving experience. It's called a sea trek, is I think the common, I think that may be the, the brand or something. I don't know, that's what it's normally called. Uh, I've never done one of these. I know several people who have, and they've really, really enjoyed them. It's a great way if you're not willing to scuba dive or not able to scuba dive, but you can do this. It is the next best thing to diving. Um, so pretty cool. And they usually will have an educator person that will, you know, show you different stuff. They'll, they'll have signs with names of fish on it and stuff like that. So this could be a fun way to, to get underwater. It's six hours. Um, let's see. Does it have some time? Yeah, It, you got, it gets you to the beach um, with a buffet and open bar. Yeah, so so there you go. So this this could be a great way to see underwater and also get that beach experience with the food and the drink. Um, the one thing I will say about this is, as a scuba diver, I will tell you, if you can dive, dive uh, over this. Because as fun as this is, scuba diving is better. Imagine the difference of walking around a park and being able to explore on your own or being in like a, a safari truck and going through the same park. Okay, this is the difference. So yeah, you're gonna see some of the same things, but you're not gonna be able to experience it in the same way. I'm not saying this to, to deter you from doing this. I'm just telling you, if you're comfortable scuba diving, try scuba diving. If you're not, maybe check out this. And we're gonna talk about scuba diving coming up Next. So if you listen to this podcast, you probably know that scuba diving is one of our focuses. So I hope I hope that people think of Fantastic Cruising as the scuba diving cruisers because because <laughs> that's kind of who we are. And I know we have a lot of listeners that do scuba dive and I know we have a lot that don't. But I'm hoping that when we focus on diving, that we can um, help the ones that do dive that we can encourage the ones that want to dive and that we can inform and educate the ones that, that aren't able to or willing to dive. So let's talk scuba diving and let's talk. There are only two options that show up on the carnival website. And the first one is called beginners scuba dive. So this is 
perfect example of what I was just talking about. You don't have to have any training to do this excursion and you can scuba dive. Now, there are some medical things you usually have to be okay with whenever you scuba dive. So, you know, you may want to just find out like there's, there's certain physical conditions that will keep you like medical conditions that they will ask you about that could make them say, no, you can't dive. So, you know, maybe check, check on that. If you are concerned about that 120 bucks, this is for one dive. It's a little pricey if you're already a diver, but for a beginner scuba diver, 120 bucks to it's a dive. a really good deal. Yeah. A coral reef in Aruba. I mean, come on. And actually you're not diving on just a reef. You're going on a shallow wreck called the Pertinalis, which is an oil tanker that was torpedoed by a German submarine in World War II. You're going to go to a maximum depth of 25 feet because it's not safe for somebody who's not certified to go deeper than, say, 30 feet. So this is perfect. And they're also they're going to give you a pool, pool session ahead of time to make sure that you're comfortable. So it's almost like a two tank dive. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so they, yeah, they're going to that. So they're going to yeah they're going to give you a one hour pool session, and then you're going to do the one tank boat dive with that instructor right there. So this is really cool. Minimum age of twelve. So you can take your twelve year old. That's really weekend. cool. Yeah. Right. Um, they do have, it, it does say uh, maximum weight of 350 pounds because their largest BC size, which is the vestuary, is an extra large. Scuba gear is included. The dive is approximately 40 minutes. Here's the medical waiver from a doctor for guests with medical issues. Um, so, you know, maybe shoot them an email or something if, if you're interested in this to make sure if you have any kind of medical issues that you need to be concerned about. And also talk to your doctor, obviously, to make sure that it is safe for you to scuba dive. You won't be certified after you do this. You don't need to be certified to do this. This is a literally try it out and see how amazingly cool and awesome it is. And and my guess is that that is going to be a reaction. Right, Kimbra? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you just got certified to dive fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, were, were you nervous? Were you afraid about, you know, learning to dive? Or what were your thoughts? Um, that's kind of hard to answer. Every time I think about diving, I'm both excited and nervous. Like I love being when, when I'm under the water and in stuff, I'm fine. But the idea of getting myself getting ready to go underwater makes me nervous. So you still get nervous now. I I do. Yeah. But I haven't been diving that much. So no, I totally get, yeah, I get nervous a little bit just because being underwater and drowning has always been something that just kind of freaks me out a little bit. (laughs) But once I'm actually doing it, I'm fine. Yeah. I can tell you that uh, up until the last few years when I've been able to dive more frequently, uh, because I used to only get to dive like once every other year, if I was lucky. And sometimes it was much bigger gaps. I would get really nervous before I would dive, not because I was afraid of drowning because I'm super comfortable in the water, but because I was I was worried that I would just make an idiot of myself and <laughs> know what I was doing when I was diving, which I still get a little paranoid about that. But we're uh, going to fix that. That's right. The more you dive, the more comfortable you get. And just increasing my diving to um, maybe three or four dives a year in the past couple of years has helped that already. And hopefully soon we'll be diving more like three or four times a month or something like that. So, um, yeah, but if you can do this and if you're interested even a little bit in scuba diving, I would highly encourage you to do one of these beginning scuba dive classes or uh, excursions because it is such a cool way to do that. And 
also, if you live in a place that has a dive shop, there's a good chance that they will do a really inexpensive tri scuba where you just go in their swimming pool. But I know here in Florida, there's a place that does it for like 10 bucks. So, you know, if you're like, I don't know if I want to spend $120, you're a little nervous about that. Do one of those 10 bucks. And you will know from being in that pool, you will know if you're okay to do it or not. Just from that experience of being like six feet underwater, you'll either be like, okay, I can do this or nope, never again. (laughs) But honestly, I think by far the majority of people when they try it are okay with it. So, so there's your chance. Beginning beginners scuba dive, 120 bucks. So the other one that they offer is the certified two tank dive, which is for certified divers. It's 115 per person and it's four hours. And the first dive is to the Antilla. And then the second dive is the Pedernalis. Pedernalis, yeah. Did I say that right? I don't know if I did the first time, but you did that time. Cool. (laughs) So, yeah. So there's two two wreck dives there. Your first dive is um, up to 60 feet. Second one, 25 feet. So you always do your deepest dive first. Right. Yeah, and... Like I said, the Antilla, I got to free dive on it. There were scuba divers going when I free dove. And uh, we were watching some video of that earlier today. And man, I mean, I'm, I'm not big on diving on wrecks if they're just wrecks. Like, I don't really care that much about that. But if there's fish on the wrecks, like if it's become an artificial reef, and that is the Antilla. There was so much life on this from sponges and stuff that have encrusted on there to uh, just thousands of creole probably thousands hundreds at least of creole wrasse and other fish i mean it was just gorgeous uh, i haven't been on the pedernalis but uh it sounds like a it's a pretty good dive as well it says you get to see the cabins the lavatories and the pipeline system <laughs> as you explore the wreckage Woo, pipes yeah pipes and potties all right so you know on the oil rig so <laughs> But yeah, and $115 for a two-tank dive is really good. Like, if I wanted to do a two-tank dive in this area, um, it would be more than that. And that's because of how far the boat has to go to find stuff. But still, like, what you're getting for that value, that's a really good price for a two-tank dive. So if you're into diving um, on a cruise, that is one I would definitely look at considering. Okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for Aruba. Did we miss something? Did we miss your favorite thing to do? Are you a diver out there? Did we miss like a good dive or snorkel spot? Let us know, fantasticcruising at gmail.com, so we can share that with everybody in a future episode. Speaking of sharing, and uh, and hey, share this share this podcast with your friends. Get get the word out, if, if you don't mind. Uh, but we got some emails. One of them, we got... Well, let's see. We got one from Fred, right? We did. And what did Fred have to say? Fred said, hello, Matt and Kimbra. Hope all is well with you both. As far as dealing with the stay-at-home order, I'm working every day, truck driver. But on the weekends, it's all about sitting on my personal Lido with the pool and spa in my backyard with my wife and a huge glass of wine (laughs) as the weather is still mild in North California. Very nice. Take care and stay well. Very nice. Thank you for sending that, Fred. And remember to keep sending those in. Send us, what are you doing to cope with this quarantine? Are you getting out of quarantine? How are you dealing with no cruising? Let us know. Send us an email and we can read it on here. Then we got shamed a little bit by Jennifer. 
Yeah, she she got mad at us because we bought canned French onion soup. Right, we were talking about making French onion soup, which we haven't even done yet. We got the stuff, we haven't done it yet. Uh, maybe, oh, we already had dinner tonight, didn't we? Um, maybe we'll have a late night snack. But anyway, she was horrified that we were going to make canned French onion soup, and I totally get that. And she gave us some recipes for making like more the real deal. So maybe what we need to do is just say that we're eating this awful, awful food and people will send <laughs> us better options. There you go. That's right. So uh, thank you, Jennifer, for that. And uh, well, here's what we're going to do, Jennifer. We are going to we are going to eat the, the canned stuff that we got because we already have it. And um, but then then we're going to take you up on the stuff you sent us and we're going to make it next time. We're going to make it. We're going to do it real soon, maybe with the same block of cheese because we got a block of Gruyere. And uh, but we're going to ditch the croutons on the next one. We're going to go with your advice of toasting like the, the baguette or, or what I think she said baguette in the broiler because uh, that's more legit. That's like what I'm used to seeing in the French onion soup. And uh, and we'll do that. And I know I would say we'll compare the two. But I already know, I already know it's going to be better when we make it from scratch. And it sounds like it's pretty easy to do. So thank you for sending that in to us. All right, let's get into our cruise creature for this week, which is going to be an Aruba only animal. Only in Aruba. Is it a fish? It's not a fish, but it does have scales. Is it a alligator? It's no. There's no crocodilians in Aruba. I know. I was just trying to think of something with scales. <laughs> is it? Um, does it weigh people? Does it what? Scale. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I see what you did there. No, this is a snake, but not just any snake. This is the Aruba Island rattlesnake, and uh, the Aruba Island the Aruba Island rattlesnake, called Crotalus unicolor in its scientific name, is a pretty much almost one-colored snake. They do have some markings, but it's very faint. And uh, they can be a light tan or brown, uh, even almost like a pink color. They kind of mimic the soil. So they're in the southern part of Aruba only. get about 36 inches long, and they are critically endangered. And that's because they don't have a lot of space to live to begin with. And so, you know human encroachment and things like that. It's just not looking great for the wild population, which is estimated to be at around 230 animals or less. So that's not a lot. That's a very low amount of animals. To be critically endangered, according to the IUCN, you have to have 250 or less mature animals. And so they they fall into that. Now, they do have offspring. They are ovoviviparous, which means that they produce eggs, but they don't lay eggs. They have, their babies are born in internal eggs, which don't create like a shell or anything like that. We just that, talked about that. We did. Where did we talk about that? We Last talked about, week with the black tip shark. That's right. We did. So there you go. Look at that. And uh, I, don't, I didn't remember if I was talking about that during one of my drawing things or, or that. But yes. So ovoviviparous. Snakes can come in different varieties. Some lay eggs. Some are ovoviviparous. That's what... All rattlesnakes are, which rattlesnakes are part of a group of snakes that are usually called pit vipers. And that is because they have a pit that is on their face that detects heat. So we kind of can simulate that by looking at like an infrared camera 
But that's not really what the snake is doing. The snakes don't have eyes to detect heat. It's something that we probably can't even really comprehend because we can't do it. But that's what pit vipers have pits for. There are other snakes that have pits. Our little carpet python, Zilly, has pits. Did you know that? She I did know that. Pits in her lips. But uh, pit vipers just have the two pits, one on either side of their head. And, of course, it's a rattlesnake, which means that it grows a little button, which is sort of a, a dry, loose, hardened skin, and it makes a rattle sound. Every time they shed their skin, they add another button to their rattle. So can you tell how old a rattlesnake is by the size of its rattle? No, because their rattles break off and snakes shed their skin depending on the climate and how much food they get and all sorts of things. But you can sort of guesstimate a little bit how old they are if they're younger based on those buttons, but it is just a guess. They have those rattles, though, for a very important reason, and that reason is a warning. A lot of people are worried about being bitten by rattlesnakes, and I can tell you this. My experience with rattlesnakes is they will give you every possible chance to let you know that they are there and to stay away from them. And if you ignore that, then you might be bitten. Um, the only way you're likely to get bitten by a rattlesnake on accident is if you just didn't see it, it didn't see you, and you stepped on it. So if you're in an area with, with rattlesnakes, with uh, maybe high grass or stuff that you can't really see around logs, you want to step and be careful where, where you're walking. But most of the time, you're not going to be bothered by these guys unless you are bothering them. Now, they eat things like rodents, birds, and lizards, and they are eaten by things like mammals and birds. So turnabout's fair play, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, the Aruba Island rattlesnake, it's the only place you can see it is in Aruba. Your chances of seeing one are probably nearly nil, unless you can find a herpetologist down there who can take you and show you one. But they look them up, look, you know, Google them, Crotalus unicolor, or just look up Aruba Island rattlesnake. They are really, really beautiful snakes. And uh, yeah, check them out. That's really cool. Well, you have rattled on enough, Matthew. <laughs> So I think it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. So let's talk about these turtles in the back here at the pond. Okay. What do you want to talk about them? Well, first of all, they're not social distancing at all. No, they're all over the place. We yeah. didn't see as many tonight, though. No, no, we didn't. I guess they are sheltering in place, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we we did see some, and, and then um, they're, they're getting very bold. If you're in, over in the Fantastic Cruising community, you may have seen the video where they one bit my toe. Yeah, that was really funny. And they kept they keep coming up. I don't know. They think our toes look really delicious, like free toes, free toes, tofu. tofu. So they're they're yeah. So check that video out if you haven't seen it already. And um, hopefully, if we keep feeding them and going out there next week. I'll still have all ten toes. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll become like a new pet. They'll just follow us up into the apartment instead of going back into the water. They might. I think the I think the one was going to do that 
if we would have let it. I think so too. 